this is WTM. Watch this movie. What? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, good for you. Oh, wait. I ain't drinking up. First, you gotta do the Trump shuffle. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. W-G-M. Watch this movie. Welcome back to WTM. Watch this movie. I am Eric Mulder. My safe word is keep going. Joining me once again is Mr. Positivity. Call me Lone Wolf. I think very highly of myself. And I've also earned it. Let us be the first (laughs) to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Yep. Very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, which will also have (laughs) passed by the time this is posted. (laughs) 2020. I'm sure we're the first podcast this year that has done Home Alone. Absolutely. Because everyone did it last year. Nobody's, Am I right? Nobody's ever done Home Alone. We're the first to do it, period. We're going to be the first to do it in 2020, though. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably true. <laughs> it's for Orthodox Christmas. Yeah. Which isn't for another week or two. Yeah. January 7th. Is it? Yeah. Did you look it up or are you, you you're practicing? <laughs> I might uh, know somebody who practices. Oh. <laughs> My grandma observed Orthodox Christmas. I never knew what it was, and we'd always do regular Christmas anyway, so. Mm-hmm. All right, well, how was your Christmas? You watched I'm, Jingle All the Way? Well, I, I, watched, I watched Jingle All the Way. <laughs> so it was pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. I've been watching A Family of Deer down by Lake Minnetonka. I watched some, uh, actually on Christmas Day. I ran some, you know, Christmas errands, and then uh, I went and saw Trio or not Trio Life, uh, the new Terrence Malick movie, A Hidden Life, which does not star Alexander Skarsgård <laughs> or or Bill Skarsgård or any of the Skarsgårds, really. <laughs> nope, just somebody that looks, that looks like one of them. And then I saw Uncut Gems. After that, I saw Star Wars, mm-hmm. The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, if you're not familiar, that's the what it's the. <laughs> Is saw that the day after Christmas. Mm, there you go. At the IMAX, which I didn't realize doesn't have leather recliners. Ooh. So I was a little disappointed. And then about an hour into the movie, the screen went black and the sound <laughs> continued for about, you know, four or five minutes. And then they, <laughs> st- <laughs> then they stopped the sound. And then uh, everybody was like all pissed and walking around and shit. And then... Uh, uh, people went complain in the lobby, and uh, they turned the lights on, and they got in the projector room, and they they went back to the IMAX ads before the movie, mm-hmm. and then they went too far beyond where the point we were, and everybody's like, no, 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 and then they finally got it back to where we we had uh, lost picture, mm-hmm. and restarted the movie. So there's a little bit of a intermission, unintentionally. Yeah. Overall, <laughs> overall, I'd say uh, it was pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed it, um, surprisingly. Nice. I will uh, have to check it out. So, yeah, today's movie, Home Alone, our second Christmas movie after A Lethal Weapon. Yeah. This season. It's less Christmassy. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. 
Is it more or less racist because they have a lawn jockey? I was going to bring that up <laughs> about five minutes into talking about it. How about the lawn jockey that gets knocked over three, four? Maybe that's why it's not racist. It's like people keep on knocking it over. You shouldn't have this. It's they're, like a subconscious thing. They're crushing the negative stereotypes. <laughs> so I didn't notice that was a lawn jockey until about two years ago. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if I... I don't even know what lawn jockeys were. I've heard until of lawn- about like the statue until about maybe six years ago. I think uh, I've, I've I had definitely heard of lawn jockeys, but didn't really know what they were until I think I saw I think bamboozled had a bunch of them. Okay, the Spike Lee joint mm-hmm. that he shot on like twenty dollar cameras. Well, at least the McAllisters had a copper one, so it wasn't like painted. You know, it wasn't a painted black. <laughs> it didn't have the the big lips on it. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't really. Well, I mean, I guess I could have, but you couldn't tell because it was they, all. They weren't copper. painted in. Yeah. It was, at least they had that, but questionable. I guess they were in the far suburbs of Chicago to get away with something like that. And it isn't that something you pull in during the winter time. You put it in the garage. Seems like something you only have on your lawn when you have a lawn. Well, you know, it isn't covered by snow. I don't know, because they put it kind of like in the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it uh, goes to show you that uh, the McAllisters are the real bad guys. Mm-hmm. Can't believe that, lawn jockey. Disgusting, but okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll probably breeze through this movie a little quicker than usual since everyone's seen this. This is not a surprise. We shouldn't have to remind you the plot. Well, I'd, I'd be surprised if somebody hasn't seen it. Mm-hmm. Although, maybe some of our younger viewers, mm-hmm. younger listeners. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, it's a it's a Christmas classic. That it is. One of my favorites. I didn't... I, I, I was surprised at how long it took them to get to the uh, the traps and uh, boob, the booby traps and mm-hmm. shit like that. Uh, and then it goes by pretty quickly. Yeah. We should also point out that there's a documentary on Netflix. Have you heard about the the movies that made us? Sounds familiar. It's a series of documentaries on on Netflix, and there's four of them right now. There's one on Die Hard, Dirty Dancing, Ghostbusters, and Home Alone. So I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard it's it's great. Mm. A lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, fun facts. So you're welcome to uh, learn more about Home Alone as well through that. Is that a Netflix original? That almost sounds like... I think so. I want to say like History Channel or something like that. Possibly. I don't know. Either way, it is available on Netflix. There you go. I will tell you, Dirty Dancing did not make me. Really? It's not. A I haven't mo- seen it yet, so I can't have an opinion. <laughs> it's, it's not a movie that made me. I haven't seen it either, mm-hmm. which is why it is, it is not a movie that made me. You know, I'm such an A's fanatic. I got to save some classics. So I haven't seen Footloose or Dirty, Dirty Dancing yet. Footloose is a uh, story of unrequited... Closeted homosexual love. <laughs> Chris Penn? <laughs> Chris Penn and Kevin Bacon. It's there. See, I saw a flash dance, 80s dancing movie, and I was just blown away. So I, I you know, I got to savor the flavor. <laughs> it's a weird, weird way to put it. <laughs> All right. Home Alone from 1990, directed by Chris Columbus. Yeah. That orchestrator r- of genocide. That racist who, quote unquote, discovered America. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I guess I should also mention that it was also written by John Hughes, of course. Starring Macaulay Culkin as Kevin. They don't have his name in here. It just says Macaulay Culkin. That's weird. They don't have the character name? No. Next to a Joe Pesci, Harry. You got that. Daniel Stern plays Marv. John Hurd is Peter McAllister, Kevin's father. Robert's Blossom. He doesn't have a character name either. That's uh, uh, Mar- Marley. What's that old guy's name? Mine's got, uh, yeah, he's Marley. Mine says Macaulay Culkin played Kevin. Okay. What's going on with mine? On this, on the uh, top built cast. Uh, Catherine O'Hara is the uh, mother. What's her name again? Kate. Why don't you go through the rest of the names since mine is hit and miss. Uh, Angela Gathels plays Linny. Devin Ratray, or Ratray, plays Buzz. Jerry Bamman plays Uncle Frank. Hillary Wolf plays Megan. John Candy plays Gus Polinsky. What's his band's name? Polka Kings of... Wait. Polka King of the Midwest. Uh, I didn't write down the band name. Hmm. Anyways. Larry Hankin plays Officer Balzac. (laughs) (laughs) You may know him as the guy who played... Kramer? Kramer. (laughs) (laughs) On On the Jerry pilot in the show Seinfeld. It was the Kramer within the show. About the show. The show the show within the show. Uh, Michael C. Marana plays Jeff. Kristen Minter plays Heather. Diana Rain plays Sandra. Or Sondra. Uh, Jedediah Cohen as Rod. Kieran Culkin as Fuller. Who wets the bed. Uh, Santa Moses McC- McCann plays Tracy. I mean, this is, a, I don't know if any of these other people matter. That's it's about it. Maybe I'll mention Bill Irwin as man in airport and Billy Bird as woman in airport. Husband and wife that swindle Miss <laughs> McAllister out of like thousands of dollars right. for, for the plane tickets. Oh, D. Danny Warhol is the pizza boy. Kevin Hudson Campbell is Santa. I was wondering about that one. I recognize him from something. He definitely looks familiar. I'm trying to find the uh, guys from the the movie. Snakes? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't see them. All right. Well, starts out with a hectic night at the McAllister house. Fifteen people crammed in there. It seems like a lot more. Mm -hmm. And Kevin can't do anything. What was it, that tweet on uh, on Twitter about, uh, did you know that Joe Pesci Besides playing the burglar, also <laughs> plays the police officer in the beginning. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" Is... Yeah, <laughs> it's his disguise. He's just a, he's a fake. He's a fake cop uniform. I assume that was a joke. Yeah. Well, I I thought it was they were serious. I assume it was a joke. I don't know about that. Because <laughs> there's there's definitely a uh, clear indication that he is the same guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, he doesn't wear the you know the costume again. Yeah, but uh, Kevin recognizes him and his gold tooth. He should just wear that costume twenty four seven. If people see him walking in and out of a house, he's just in a cop uniform. All the cops are just looking around. <laughs> Maybe, but uh, yeah, Kevin, he can't. They won't let him watch movies. Do your parents live here? <laughs> no. <laughs> your the pa- guy shows up with the, with the uh, ten pizzas. 
120 bucks and Frank Uncle Frank is not paying for shit. <laughs> That's another thing. Watching this movie again, you know, for the umpteenth time, you really come to realize how much of a piece of shit Uncle Frank is. He really is. I got a clip later too, but you know, the look what you did, you little jerk. You, you kind of get that a little bit because Kevin got a little out of hand, but yeah. Frank is such a cheap ass and like doesn't listen to fucking anybody. Right. It's funny when they're over in France. When the family gets back to, you know, Uncle and Hot's house, uh-huh. and they're hanging around, worried about Kevin, and Frank comes walking out of the kitchen. Look, attention! Look what I found in the kitchen! <laughs> and the aunt is like, "Frank, those are for later." And he just doesn't give a shit. He starts handing them out, eating them himself. Who wants some shrimp cocktail? <laughs> just fuck you! I'm eating this. <laughs> uh, yeah, Frank. Has zero fucks to give. <laughs> so yeah, Kevin, he, they won't let him watch the movie. They won't let him make ornaments. And now he's got to pack his suitcase. And he gets, uh, starts talking to his, is it his brother Jeff or his cousin Jeff? I used to think that like Buzz was like the only other sibling. I think the, <laughs> I think it was Buzz, Jeff, and then uh, the one sister. Yeah. But it's, I think they have five kids total. Okay. Kevin, Buzz, both people that they talk about um the suitcase the sister and the brother yeah and then the other sister i think is the one who says you're what the french call les incompetents oh, okay yeah she's unless older. she was from france but i thought it was the other girl that was the only one from france i don't think anybody that was in the house that night was from france well she says uh my parents live in france she says oh. that to uh pesci i think so assuming she was well why is she there over there in the first place? I know, right? There's, unless she's here for college, maybe. Maybe. Going back with the family. It's very confusing. Hectic. Did you notice that Jeff puts his toothbrush in his pocket? I did not see that. Oh, it was <laughs> fucking disgusting. He just takes it out of the cup next to the sink and right in his pocket. Mm-hmm. That is gross. Disgusting, but okay. <laughs> is it true that French babes don't shave their pits? <laughs> Yeah, but they got nude beaches, not in the winter. <laughs> right. Fuck. Maybe down by the Riviera. Fucking buzz. It's got to stay a pretty temperate climate right on the coast there, you'd think. Oh, I don't know. They were going to Paris? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know French geography. Yeah. I know there wouldn't be, you know, any French nude beaches close to Paris. But... I mean, it's right outside of Montreal, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they got the same people on their money. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that sets up our first clip. When Kevin is uh, in Buzz's room asking him if he can sleep in there because he's worried about sleeping with Fuller. Cause Fuller's just down into the Pepsi. His mm-hmm. brother in real life, Kieran Culkin. All right. Here it is. Who is he? You ever heard of South Bend Shovel Slayer? No. That's him. Back in 58, murdered his whole family and half the people on his block with the snow shovel. Been hiding out in this neighborhood ever since. Well, if he's a shovel slayer, how come the cops don't arrest him? Not enough evidence to convict. They never found the bodies. But everyone around here knows he did it. Now it'll just be a matter of time before he does it again. What's he doing now? 
walks up and down the streets every night, salting the sidewalks. Maybe he's just trying to be nice. No way. See the garbage can full of salt? That's where he keeps his victims. The salt turns the bodies into mummies. Hey, old man Marley, the shovel slayer, <laughs> the South Bend shovel slayer. <laughs> so he used to live. Did I say shuffle slayer? He does shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little man and he's walking around on ice all, all night. He's just dropping salt. He's got nothing else to do because his family hates him. <laughs> so he goes out and salts the sidewalks and sneaks into church at night. Well, at this point, you assume his family's dead, mm-hmm. and that's why he's got nothing else to do. <laughs> they're they're uh, getting salted in his uh, garbage can, mm-hmm. which is eating away at their, their flesh. There's a lot of stories going around about me, but none of it's true. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Kevin's just like, oh. All right. Well, he said Merry Christmas, so well, a killer nice. a killer went to go to church. Maybe he shouldn't slam your fucking bloody hand down on the counter in the convenience <laughs> store or the general store. Slam. His hand probably just got chapped. <laughs> the split <laughs> from being out in the cold. Uh yeah, so Mr. Marley, everybody's afraid of him. Mm-hmm. Salt turns the bodies into mummies. Mm. And he looks up and he sees them looking and they do a really good job of avoiding his uh, eye contact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I tell you what, this uh, shortly after that is when uh, the little Nero delivery driver shows up, knocks down that lawn jockey for the first time. He's like that neighborhood's personal delivery driver. I wish Nero's. there was a little Nero around me <laughs> because the, the guy's... Uh, car says they deliver in 20 minutes or less or you don't pay 20 minutes 20 minutes is an undercutting absurd. the competition that is absurd mm-hmm. it's like jimmy john's but for pizza i've had jimmy john's take a lot longer than 20 minutes oh yeah <laughs> although they cut their uh their delivery uh radius down recently hmm. so i don't know but uh I, on a few rare occasions, I've had pizza delivered in under 20 minutes. A buddy of mine ordered Jimmy John's on homecoming one year back in college, and they were literally freaky fast. Like We were parking lot of the apartment complex, uh-huh. maybe two miles from downtown, and it's city driving, you know, residential areas, so it's not like you can hop on the highway and scoot over. They, were, they got there, delivered a sandwich to him in person, and it was six or seven minutes. Jesus. I was like, wait a second. Takes three minutes <laughs> to make one. Yeah. Well, not three minutes. But, well. But yeah, to get out, make mi- it and get out to the car. Probably a minute or three two. Three minutes at least. A minute or two to make it. They're breaking some speed. There's a lot of stop signs. It's not like it's just a highway <laughs> down there. Was he on a bicycle? Could have been on a bicycle. No, it was a car. Huh. But yeah, that was literally freaky fast. I've never had that happen. <laughs> I've had them call me to tell me it's going to take longer. <laughs> and that, <laughs> and that, they'll, that they're going to forget your chips. 
Oh, Wayne. You don't know how many times they've not brought chips or brought the wrong chips. <laughs> One time they didn't bring my chips, and I called, and she was inconvenienced by my request to have them bring them out. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That <sighs> I, I'm sorry that I want the food that I paid for. <laughs> I'll remember next time to uh, let it go. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's... Um Pretty hectic in the house. Everyone's having pizza, and Kevin's wondering if everyone's saved any cheese. And well, we already—I have a question here. Uh, we already kind of talked about it. Joe Pesci is there as a police officer. Mm-hmm. Who let him in the house? Somebody. Because, Somebody passing by. Because he's just standing there as everybody walks by him. Yeah. Ignoring him. Probably ringing the doorbell. Somebody just opened it up. And parents minutes. here? No, they just everyone just keeps on walking by. And then he let the delivery guy in. <laughs> yeah. It must have been less than 20 minutes because they, uh, they paid for it. <laughs> eventually. They, yep. they eventually paid for it. So uh, Buzz teases Kevin about no cheese pizza left. Cause he, tried, he, cause he tries he, to spear him <laughs> into the counter. He kind of does. He gets uh, right up in that gut. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, he does. He spears him while he's choking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a reverse Heimlich. Yeah. But the, we get the uh, the nice family moment of how everybody reacts to every drink being spilled based on uh, Kevin attacking Buzz. Mm-hmm. Every I, drink. Yeah, and I only noticed it a few years ago that Kevin's dad threw Kevin's ticket in the trash. It was a passport. I thought it was the airline ticket and the passport because I remember well, seeing like was, an American Airlines thing. They might have the, the yeah, they might have had the ticket in the past because you had a stack of passports and one of them gets thrown away. Mm-hmm. And then so uh, that's why I mean that kid from uh, the neighbor kid is the you know he gets his head counted. That's why yeah everyone thinks Kevin's there in the beginning, but at the airport you'd think he'd have an extra airline ticket. Nope, not the case. Well, even at the airport, I, they, he just handed all the tickets at once. Mm. And then they all ran in, yeah. <laughs> which I don't think you could do that in 2019 no, or 2020 even, mm-hmm. unless they reverse a bunch of shit in 2020 and then maybe <laughs> you can. So yeah, that leads us to our next clip where uh, Kevin is being accosted by his mother. And uh, I, I forgot about this line, how much of an asshole Kevin is to his mom. Oh yeah. Talking back. Oh yeah. I would never <laughs> say this shit to my mom growing up. It's probably why some parents didn't weren't like big fans of this right away. Yeah. It was like a bad example. He's too mouthy. Yeah, but I mean at the end of the movie he you know, he realizes his faults, but he does say earlier that when he grows up and gets married he's gonna live alone. <laughs> Not even separate beds, it's just I'm living I'm living alone. It's the Warren Buffett. <laughs> Only his wife left him. Mm-hmm. They didn't divorce. Didn't KG have like a situation like that? Probably. He's been married for, I don't know if he's still married, but he was married for a long time. But it, I heard a lot of rumors about him like having his wife living in one place and like having his girlfriend living in another place. And Well, he was in the NBA for a long time. Yeah. And like it was like even like his wife knew about it and didn't care or something because she had the ring. I don't I know. That's, that's a rumor. <laughs> that's not a fact, but I don't know. All right. Here's the clip. There are 15 people in this house. You're the only one who has to make trouble. I'm the only one getting dumped up. You're the only one acting up. Now, get upstairs. I am upstairs, dummy. 
third floor? Go. It's scary up there. Don't be silly. Fuller will be up in a little while. I don't want a super fuller. You know about him. He wets the bed. He'll pee all over me. I know it. Fine. We'll put him somewhere else. I'm sorry. It's too late. Get upstairs. Everyone in this family hates me. Then maybe you should ask Santa for a new family. I don't want a new family. I don't want any family. Families suck. Just stay up there. I don't want to see you again for the rest of the night. I don't want to see you again for the rest of my whole life. And I don't want to see anybody else either. I hope you don't mean that. You'd feel pretty sad if you woke up tomorrow morning and you didn't have a family. No, I wouldn't. Then say it again. Maybe it'll happen. I hope I never see any jerks again. They would all just I, th- I think that's what they call white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> what a mouth on this guy. <laughs> this what? How old is he again? Uh, like nine? Maybe eight. Eight or, eight I or think nine. I like eight in yeah, this eight. one. So like John Hurd, I think for like our generation, he's kind of considered like our generation's dad. <laughs> movie dad because he grew up with him home alone. Everyone loved him so much. You know, he probably wouldn't have been if he did what he should have done and get his belt out and whip the <laughs> shit out of Kevin. <laughs> I can't believe he's talking to his mom like that. I'm already upstairs, dummy. <laughs> and then he tries to apologize. It doesn't work. And he goes right back to shit talking. Mm. Hates the family. I never see, see any of you, you again. jerks again. <laughs> you don't know I mean that. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. He needed some 80s justice. Although, I'm not saying he should get his belt out now. To be fair. But in the 80s, I would say that. To be fair, <laughs> John Hughes' movies, all the kids fucking talk like that. Yeah. Until they, you know, realize the errors of their ways at the end. Although in Uncle Buck, they're a little nicer. Not really. I think the they, older, the teenage daughter is the mean one. They swear a lot more in Uncle Buck. But they're nice. They're nice to Uncle Buck. Kind of? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's a quarter. Why don't you go downtown, have a rat, now that thing off your face? Uh, anyways, there's a tree branch knocks down the uh, knocks out the power mm-hmm. and the telephone lines. Apparently, I guess so. Mm-hmm. His phones uh, aren't working for most of the film. That's, Maybe, that's true. It's an important point because nobody can call Kevin, but even when they call Kevin, he doesn't answer. Which I, I thought that's why he like never called the cops. But so Kevin does call the cops at the end, and yeah, but he call he calls from his house too. Yeah, on his way out, and I'm like, why didn't you fucking call like two hours ago? <laughs> right, <laughs> gonna catch him in the act. I doubt that the phones just turned on at that you know five minutes beforehand. Well, they had been on because they tried calling his house, and uh, he didn't answer. And then they uh, they sent a cop over, and he didn't yep. answer the door. And he's like, "Well, nobody's here." Well, he was hiding underneath the bed. I think that's why he didn't answer the phone that time. But right. So yeah, the power goes out. Family wakes up late. 
And that leads us to uh, our next clip, one of my favorite parts. The annoying fucking kid from across the street. Oh, my God. Hi, I'm Mitch Murphy. I live across the street. You guys going out of town? We're going to Orlando, Florida. Well, actually, first we're going into Missouri to pick up my grandma. Do you know the McAllisters are going to France? Do you know if it's cold there? Do these vans get good gas mileage? Gee, kid, I don't know. Hit the road. Oh, I love that kid. <laughs> Do these vans get good gas mileage? <laughs> How old are you? Let him answer. <laughs> and then he asks more questions later after he already told him to beat it. Kid, I told you to beat it. <laughs> Leave me alone. And then he's like in the van going through all the McAllister's stuff yeah. when, when he gets counted. Dude, what the fuck is this kid's deal? Hey, Mitch Murphy from across the street. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad your house got broken into Murphy. <laughs> Actually, I didn't even it didn't even occur to me till just now that that was his house that uh, Marvin Harry hit early, mm. uh, shortly after this. And then the film ends at yeah with uh, Joe Pesci about ready to eat Macaulay Culkin's <laughs> finger. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Pesci is fantastic in this movie. Yeah. That he is pretty good. Is this the same year he did Goodfellas? Goodfellas was 19, yeah, 1990. Yeah. That's yep. quite the range. Yep. About actually leads into the next clip almost. You know, the family gets to the airport, they rush in, they make it just in the nick of time to board the plane. This is my personal clip of uh, Uncle Frank. <laughs> That's real crystal. It's yeah. real. So? Put them in your purse. Put them, put them, put them. Put them. Just put them in your purse. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, fill it up. Fill it up. Fill it up, please. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's like stealing the crystal. Uh, I think it was a salt and pepper salt shaker, Salt and pepper right? shakers. Yeah. <laughs> put, 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 put it in your purse. <laughs> it's like 8 a.m. And he's filling <laughs> up his champagne glass. He's getting everything out of that first class. Well, it's weird because they're like uh, parents in first class, only single seats in the coach, sit wherever you want. Mm -hmm. So the kids didn't have assigned seats. Apparently. Just sit wherever you want, which (laughs) does not. Maybe they did that back in 1990, but. I don't know. I I think that's usually a a budget airline uh, situation. I think they got the what? They got door to door. From their house to the, the plane in 45 minutes. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and they had to run across the airport yeah. with all their bags, which I think they checked a bunch of their bags. Yeah. So. No carry-ons for them. Um, um, What's your next note? We already talked about the phones are down for a couple of days, but the power's back up already. And uh, at this point, this is uh, where Kevin realizes that he is alone because he wakes up in the attic and there's nobody there. The cars are still here. They didn't go to the airport. I made my family disappear. Kevin, you're completely helpless. No, Kevin, you're what the French call les incompetents. Kevin, I'm going to feed you to my tarantula. 
Kevin, you are such a disease. There are 15 people in this house, and you're the only one who has to make trouble. Look what you did, you little jerk. I made my family disappear. I don't know if I like the alternate takes. <laughs> what do you mean? Of the all the the family yelling of his at memories. Him and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them's from like deleted scenes. I'm gonna feed you to my tarantula. I'm like, wait, wait, what? I'm guessing it's from a deleted scene, either that or just a random memory that the audience has no reference for. <laughs> I thought he said that earlier. I don't think so. I don't know. I thought he said that when they were talking about the Southbound South Bend uh, Slayer. It was in that scene. I don't think so. Maybe. Oh. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Kevin, having the time of his life, doing all the things that he doesn't get to do when the family's there. He should have broke his neck first morning. <laughs> so he takes the sled down the stairs, and the first shot, you can tell that at the end of the staircase is... The wall. Yeah, it doesn't line door. up with the door it at does all. does not line up with the door at all. The door's over like a, a few feet. Yeah. But, you know, movie so, magic. <laughs> somehow <laughs> makes it through perfectly. <laughs> well, that, he goes through uh, Buzz's thing, starts climbing up on the uh, the shelves on Buzz's wall, breaks mm-hmm. every single one of them. Yeah. Throws the Playboys to the side when he's looking at his chest. I'm like, hey. Yeah, what was it? Uh, it was like local news girls. <laughs> yeah, something. <laughs> I forget what the... The tagline he was. just wants the firecrackers and the, and the cash and then uh yeah he finds a picture of buzz's girlfriend <laughs> fat shaming wolf <laughs> <laughs> ugly shaming oh <laughs> uh, so he's uh he's testing it out he gets himself a big bowl of ice cream and puts in angels with filthy souls mm-hmm. in the vcr yep What's it called in the second one? Is it Angels with Dirty Faces or something? Something like that. I don't remember for sure. It's been a while since I've seen the second one. Yeah. Hope you didn't watch it in Canada because uh, it's edited up there. Right I now. heard for <laughs> TV. Oh, man. We got to cut all the all the parts. <laughs> uh, that was funny. <laughs> Apparently, they've been doing that for years. Cutting Trump out? Yeah. for It's just like for more commercial time. Yeah, I suppose you know, runtime. It's such a yeah, worthless, <laughs> like ten seconds. It's just wasted. <laughs> I'll let you film here if I can make a cameo with the star of the picture. He was the dad in the Little Rascals. Yeah, of the uh, the rich kid. That was about three, four years later. Yeah, that was mid nineties. All right, I think we're up to our next clip here. We got a lot of them, so let's get through them. Where uh, Kevin's mom realizes what she has done. Mm-hmm. What's the matter? Honey? I have a terrible feeling. About what? That we didn't do something. Ah, now you feel that way because we left in such a hurry. We took care of everything. Believe me, we did. Did I turn off the coffee? No. I did. Did you lock up? Yeah. Did you close the garage? That's it. I forgot to close the garage. That's it. No, that's not it. 
What else could we be forgetting? Kevin! <laughs> and then Frank says, if it makes you feel any better, I forgot my reading glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Frank's such a piece of shit. <laughs> Equating forgetting your child at home while you fly to the other side of the world to forgetting your reading glasses. I wanted to say, too, the way they parked in their garage, there's no way they're closing those doors. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't connected to the house, at least. Yeah, it was a, it was a detached garage. Mm-hmm. But they were a good, like, six inches outside the 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 framework of the garage so yeah. you close the door it's coming down right on the the fucking car so. mm-hmm. i think it's one of those deals where they they just have so much shit in there that they probably pull the car out yeah and park it in front if they close the door maybe <laughs> but as we know they didn't take the cars so they didn't go to the airport yeah <laughs> <laughs> pretty much right after that is when they're frantically calling they call the cops and the two bumbling cops answer the phone. Oh, hi, ma'am. It's you again. <laughs> and the uh, fake Kramer. Now, which reminds me, who was the third Kramer? Who played the Bizarro Kramer? Do you remember? Oh, it was that dude from uh, Mad TV. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, I forget what his, forget name, his name too, but yeah. Yeah. I know you're talking about. Three Kramers in Seinfeld. Can we say that uh, when... Kevin's mom goes to use the phone at the airport. She singles out a woman who is having a conversation and kicks her off of the phone. Mm -hmm. Why did she kick that woman off the phone and not somebody else? She went right up to her. Says, Mm -hmm. that's my phone. I know. She was French. (laughs) They are in in France. Yeah. uh, To be expected, I would Mm -hmm. assume. Could be uh, more American uh, tourists on the other phones. Maybe. Maybe she's prejudiced. Well, America is number one. <laughs> it's hard not to be. <laughs> so yeah, the bumbling cops. So you want us to go over to your house just to check on them? Yeah. It's fucking eight. <laughs> We're on another continent. Well, in, in between there too is the first time that uh, Marv and Harry <laughs> and Harry tried to break in, mm-hmm. except for that Kevin hears him and turns all the lights on. Yeah. Scares him away. But, I think they uh, had just got done uh, leaving evidence at the neighbor's house. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, they, they do not do a good job of covering up. <laughs> not only do it's they- It's our calling card. Not only do they leave a car, calling card, but uh, Marv has gloves with no fingers on them. <laughs> <laughs> so he's leaving prints everywhere. <laughs> So, uh, not very hard to find. And they're driving around in a fucking rape van. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, ah, there's nobody here, what the cop says to himself, or actually over the radio. Yep. Let's see. Uh, yep, and then it's the uh, the next morning, and Kevin's getting ready, and we get that iconic scene where he's putting the aftershave on. Mm-hmm. He does it twice. He does it twice. He does it the next morning, too. Yeah, he he doesn't learn his lesson. No, he doesn't. It's like, you don't shave, you don't need it. Maybe he thought uh, he was getting some looks from the ladies at the supermarket, so he wanted to do it again, looking fresh. 
Now, he had to go to the supermarket for what? Like shampoo? Laundry detergent. Why is he doing Food. laundry? He's been home for two days and they were just going to go on a trip. Did they take his bag with him? He never packed. He yeah. should have a closet full of clean clothes mm-hmm. ready for the trip. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing laundry? You know, he's branching out. He's learning to live in the real world, <laughs> which so. is what Buzz wanted. I was surprised he didn't uh, flood the uh, washing machine mm-hmm. with suds. <laughs> he puts a lot in there. <laughs> I think this is about uh, time for our next clip with uh, Buzz not being worried. Yeah, so right before that is when they were breaking into Murphy's house, and mm-hmm. uh, Dad calls the machine at the Murphy's house and basically gives away that they're all in France and Kevin's home alone Yeah, for Marv and Harry to hear, just coincidentally. Hey, Harry, was that house last night, the McAllisters? <laughs> you see, <laughs> that was Marv the- says it's so weird. Is that the McAllisters? <laughs> That was the prized home. That's the one that they wanted. Yeah. Ever since I saw that house, I wanted it. <laughs> I don't know why. I guess they had, uh, you assume they had cash and jewelry there. <laughs> but uh, how many people live in there? Like, I don't know how you afforded that house in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Do we ever find out what the parents do for a living? Maybe in the second one or something? I don't know. I assume they both work, but I'm not sure. <laughs> well, it must be a rich family because... Peter McAllister's brother has a fucking three, four story walk up <laughs> brownstone in New York, just renovating. <laughs> That's some pricey real estate right there. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. So we got that scene. And then we got uh, Kevin at the convenience store asking if his toothbrush is ADA approved. Son, you're going to have to pay for that. You pay for that right here. Son. Son. <laughs> so he... Uh, uh, Marley scares him off and... Hey, shoplifter. <laughs> Cop stops what he's doing, writing a ticket for somebody. Yeah. But he, he slides on the ice, right? How does that... He gets yeah. away. Kevin slides underneath a bunch of people's legs. <laughs> the cop runs into him. So... uh on the way back is where he first runs into uh, Harry and Marv pulling out of the Murphy place. Mm-hmm. It was a good effect how they got that uh, van to stop, you know, a centimeter from his face. Right. Pretty sweet. I bet they just did it for real and just like, well, we'll go for it. If we get it, we get it. We'll time it. <laughs> It'll be, we'll make the the hood out of a, a rubber. It'll look like metal. So just in case we, we nudge you, it'll just be a little rubber shot. I mean, how fast can with we go? Two, with 3,000 pounds of force behind it. He's only going like five miles an hour. Yeah. We'll throw a mat down here just in case. <laughs> one of those. We'll thim, put you on roller skates. One of those okay. thim, uh, gym mats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's where he recognizes Harry and his uh, gold tooth. And uh, instead of going home... And they're following him. Can you believe how they're following him? And uh, they can't understand why he keeps stopping and looking behind him. <laughs> yeah, because they're driving about five miles an hour just coasting down the down the street. Right. I always thought it was kind of weird that Every- Kevin immediately gets scared. Because yeah. he should think, oh, that's the cop. Right. Well, how does he jump to, oh, he has to, he's not a real cop. He's a fake cop and he's a bad person. Wouldn't you just think that's a cop that's off duty? I don't know. 
Maybe it's because they're in a. Does their van have a, a label? It on like it? I said, it is a rape van, but still, he's too young to know what a rape van I is. I forget though. Does the the van have like uh, plumbing or something on it? Yeah, like a fake company. Yeah, I think it does. A and L plumbing or some shit. And then, uh, yeah, because he, he was like, why are the Murphys getting plumbing done? I thought they were in uh, Orlando. That's right. <laughs> so he's smarter than he looks, even though he's very dumb at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah, so he uh, he goes to the uh, nativity scene outside the church. That scares off Harry and Marv. They're not going in the church. And uh, he's ready for them uh, that night. He's got the mannequin party going on. Sure does. With the uh, Michael Jordan cut out and uh, I forget what else he has going like around. Like a mannequin on a record player, I think, that's yeah. spinning around. Rocking around the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. That's how you know it's a Christmas movie. You got to have that song in there. And so that's uh, that's the second attempt foiled. Yeah. Uh, and this is, I, after that I have Buzz uh in uh france talking to a sister about is he worried about kevin this is so pointless what we're here riding in this apartment kevin's at home mom's at the airport so you're not at all worried about kevin why should i be no he's acted like a jerk once too many times and this time he caught it in the butt he's so little and helpless don't you think he's flipped out the little trout can use a couple of days in the real world. You're not at all worried that something might happen to him? No, for three reasons. A, I'm not that lucky. Two, we have smoke detectors. And D, we live in the most boring street in the United States of America, where nothing even remotely dangerous will ever happen. Period. Not worried at all. A, two, and D. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> I only I think I only noticed that this time. I was watching it. It's been a while it's like since I and I yeah, snickered to myself. It's been a while since I've seen this. So I don't I didn't really remember that scene specifically because it's been years since I've watched this, but yeah, that uh that made me chuckle. Yeah, it's the same scene from uh that Frank is raiding the food that he's not <laughs> supposed to. Who wants some fr- uh, some shrimp? <laughs> put 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 him in a purse. Uh, I I think you got another clip uh, for the next scene too. It's uh, Kevin orders himself his own personal small cheese pizza. Yeah, I said this is probably the best shot scene in the movie, or like how it's edited. Yeah, it's so funny, especially when I mean you're gonna be about to hear it now, but just the part where you know he says uh, "cheapskate" after he sees he only has a twenty cent tip, basically. <laughs> right. And he turns around and the TV yells out, hey, and he fucking just turned, <laughs> he turns back around like he, he turned to walk away. And then after the A yells and he turns around like he's, oh, it's just hilarious. It's perfectly <laughs> so filmed. So good. Who is it? It's little Nero, sir. I have your pizza. Leave it on that doorstep and get the hell out of here. Okay. Um, well, what about the money? What money? Well, you have to pay for your pizza, sir. That a fact. How much do I owe you? Uh, that'll be eleven eighty, sir. 
Keep the change, you filthy animal. Cheapskate. Hey, I'm gonna give you to the count of ten to get your ugly, yellow, no-good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. One, two, ten. <laughs> Such a great scene. I don't know who came up with that, but uh, <laughs> I assume John Hughes came up with that. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was fantastic. Pretty good job in the sequel, too. Yeah. They're throwing Tim Curry for a loop. <laughs> and Rob Schneider. Mm-hmm. Yep, Rob Schneider. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll we'll have to get to the, the sequel at a later date. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Uh, let's see. So we talked about uh, the next scene already. Mrs. McAllister trading her way onto the flight back to America. Kind of mentioned that in passing. Yep. Oh, she basically gets took. <laughs> she goes up a lot. <laughs> she just, Was it $500 cash? And I think her watch. A yeah, watch, a tr- pocket translator, and jewelry. And her earrings. And tickets for uh, another, yeah, another the Friday flight. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, lots it was over a thousand dollars, and she ended up in uh, like New York or something. Like she needs to get to Chicago, mm-hmm. but she ends up going to like four different places on the way there. Yeah, and then uh, we get the little grocery shopping scene. Mm-hmm. I would be. I'm eight years old. Do you think I, I would be here all by myself? I don't think so. <laughs> Are these TV dinners any good? <laughs> I'll give them a whirl. <laughs> When did Kraft stop making microwavable mac and cheese? I don't know. Now it's Easy Mac. Mm-hmm. I think they still have that. It's not that good. Yeah, that's another thing where, I know I'm skipping ahead of here, but when he, he makes that mac and cheese for himself, candlelit dinner for himself with the milk, and yeah, he makes it like at nine. It's like he's planning everything, all the booby traps methodically. I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot that they're coming at nine, which is why I was planning to do this. Right. Nope, no time to eat now. It's nine o'clock. You just waste it. (laughs) And looked good. It It looks like Mac's famous mac and cheese. Who? Mac. Mac's famous mac and cheese? (laughs) (laughs) It's good stuff. (laughs) Perfect to eat in the suburbs. Oh, man. Yeah, so... uh, goes grocery shopping he does his laundry and then marv and harry try to do another uh scope of the house <laughs> and he gets uh he gets scared off by the movie again like the pizza yep. guy with fireworks this time yep and uh i think that's kind of where they they get the plan together i forget how he uh, hears about the plan is it there yeah because he hears him outside the Oh, wait. Yeah, I can't remember, but I wanted to... Uh, it's a correction for a much earlier episode. In the first 100 episodes or so, I had a clip on here that was from that Angels with... Was it fil- Dirty Souls? Filthy Souls? I think it's Filthy Souls. The guy that walks in the office, you know, AC said you had some dough for me. Uh-huh. And he's... I think he asked about somebody else, and he goes, uh, 
He's upstairs taking a bath. So that movie is played three times. Mm-hmm. It's the first time he watches it, the little Nero scene, and then this scene. And this is the only scene where you can actually clearly hear that part. So when I got that clip, I was like watching Home Alone, like, where the fuck is this? He doesn't say it. Because you can see it, you can kind of hear in the background yeah. of uh, one of the earlier ones, the, the first one. Because I always thought that line was just hilarious. It sounded so ridiculous because nobody fucking <laughs> takes a bath anymore. Uh, he's upstairs taking a bath. And he says it kind of funny, too. So I had it as a clip. So I had to go on YouTube to look at that, the movie clip itself mm-hmm. on YouTube. And that's how I isolated the audio. But this time watching it, I'm like, that's where he says it. It's in the snakes. It's in the snakes part. I don't know no snakes. <laughs> Please, no double negatives. He's upstairs taking a bath. <laughs> oh, man. Because uh, I think when we talked about it, I was like, God, he doesn't say it in here. So we get that scene where he is scared off by the movie. We get the uh, Gus Polinsky scene where he offers to take uh, Mom with his band in the van from Scranton, Pennsylvania, to <laughs> Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And then we have Kevin... Cuts the top off of a tree in his yard. Uh, and then, uh, so they see that Marvin Harry see that he's alone, and then Harry yells his plan to knock off the house so Kevin can hear it. I forget if that was intentional. I don't think that was intentional. Come back. What, you said 9 o'clock, right? Yeah. Anyways, yeah, this is uh, about the time he goes to church, right? Yeah, he goes to talk to Santa on the way to church. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santa, smoking, smoking Santa. Santa's off duty. He can't get his. He's got tickets on his windshield. He can't get his car started. Mm-hmm. And have uh, a tic tac. Yeah. So they go to church and he meets Mr. Marley and they have a heart to heart. That they do. Merry Christmas. May I sit down? That's my granddaughter up there, the little red-haired girl. She's about your age. You know her? No. You live next to me, don't you? No. You can say hello when you see me. You don't have to be afraid. There's a lot of things going around about me, but none of it's true. Okay? Been a good boy this year? I think so. You swear to it? No. Yeah, I had a feeling. Well, this is the place to be if you're feeling bad about yourself. It is? I think so. Are you feeling bad about yourself? No. I'm in kind of a pain lately. I said some things I shouldn't have. I really haven't been too good this year. Yeah. I'm kind of upset about it because I really like my family. Even though sometimes I say I don't. Sometimes I even think I don't. Do you get that? I think so. How you feel about your family is a complicated thing. Especially with an older brother. Deep down, you always love them. But you can forget that you love them. And you can hurt them and they can hurt you. And that's not just because you're young. You want to know the real reason why I'm here right now? Sure. I came to hear my granddaughter sing. And I can't come and hear her tonight. 
your plans? No. I'm not welcome. At church? Oh, you're always welcome at church. I'm not welcome with my son. Years back, before you and your family moved on the block, I had an argument with my son. How old is he? Well, he's grown up. We lost our tempers. And I said I didn't care to see him anymore. He said the same. We haven't spoken to each other since. If you miss him, why don't you call him? I'm afraid if I call him, he won't talk to me. How do you know? I don't know. I'm just afraid he won't. No offense, but aren't you a little old to be afraid? You can be a little old for a lot of things. You're never too old to be afraid. That's true. I've always been afraid of our basement. It's dark, there's weird stuff down there, and it smells funny, that sort of thing. It's bothered me for years. The basements are like that. Then I made myself go down there to do some laundry, and I found out it's not so bad. All this time I've been worrying about it, but if you turn on the lights, it's no big deal. What's your point? My point is you should call your son. What if he won't talk to me? At least you'll know. Then you can stop worrying about it, and you won't have to be afraid anymore. I don't care how mad I was, I talked to my dad, especially around the holidays. I don't know. Just give it a shot, for your granddaughter anyway. I'm sure she misses you, and the presents. I sent her a check. Wish my grandparents said that. They always send me clothes. Last year I got a sweater with a big burr knitted on it. Oh, that's nice. Not for a guy in the second grade. You can get beat up for wearing something like that. Oh? Yeah. I have a friend who got nailed because there was a rumor he wore dinosaur pajamas. You better run along home where you belong. You think about what I said, all right? Okay. It's nice talking to you. Nice talking to you. Me? Yeah, you and your son. We'll see what happens. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So do you think Marley's granddaughter knows he's there? I don't know. I mean, he was sitting off to the side, but then again, he's only like one of five people that's sitting there watching. Right. And then he moves to the middle to talk to Kevin. Yeah. But wasn't she facing the side of the church? I don't know. I guess they were kind of, the the choir kind of facing, yeah, sideways. When Kevin leaves, it's still technically afternoon. Because he's like, I'm not welcome here at night. Yeah, and Kevin needs a lot of time. Because I was like, isn't it night already? But, you know, like the sun goes down early in the winter. This is the only movie where it's got a realistic... Uh, sunset time in the midwest mm-hmm. in the middle of winter it's not like jingle all the way where it's daylight first about 30 hours straight mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, kevin runs home and uh then he storyboards the whole rest of the movie the, the whole plan <laughs> he spends going. like an hour drawing up his plans and, and then like two hours getting it uh in place mm-hmm. and then he makes his mac and cheese and it's nine o'clock time to go yeah so I wrote down all this stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. 
So we get, uh, Harry gets a BB to the nuts. And then Marv gets one to the face. Through yep. the through the doggy door. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we get slippery stairs on the front door and the basement door. Yeah. Marv gets in through the basement because it's unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> After trying to break it in. But as soon as he gets in, he takes a iron to the face. Mm-hmm. Which, I, was that iron supposed to be hot? Because it left a, a pretty good mark. Yeah, I'm not sure. It would have to be unplugged, otherwise it wouldn't fall, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you could still pull it and probably yank the cord out, but I don't know. But you left a, uh, it left a pretty good impression. Uh, Harry tries to get in the front door knob, but it's scalding. Mm-hmm. He's got the heater on the other side, <laughs> which I don't think it works like that. Then we got Marv coming up the basement steps inside, and they're all tarred. So his <laughs> shoes and socks come off, and then he puts he, he steps on a nail. It goes all the way through his foot, <laughs> and then he falls backwards. <laughs> uh, so he's he's done. Uh, Harry tries to go back to the the back door. That's open. He gets a, a blowtorch to the head. <laughs> <laughs> Which, which burns his hat off. He does a headstand in the snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, he busts through that, gets in the house, and he gets feathered. He gets the uh, sticky uh, cling wrap or whatever to the face, and then the feathers uh, with the with the fan. Marv decides to go in through a window. Which has glass and uh, sort of, you know ornaments. Yeah, that might be the one I kind of wince the most at. Like, ah, he's already got a nail <laughs> through his foot because the, they pop so hard. Like the effects of that is terrific. Well, it looks real, mm-hmm. and then he just keeps stepping on them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And uh, and then they meet up. Harry and Marv meet up. Marv asks Harry why he's dressed like a chicken. Harry asked Marv why he, why he took his shoes and socks off. <laughs> <laughs> and then they uh, they race over to catch Kevin and slip on some micro machines. Mm-hmm. Which there's foreshadowing. The first <laughs> yeah, scene. there is. <laughs> Almost broke her neck. Aunt, uh, one of the aunts, I guess. Pick up your micro machines. Slipped and almost broke her neck. Come on. Uh, then we get the famous paint can scene. Harry, Harry ducks the first one. Marv takes her in the face. Mar, uh, Harry takes the second one right in the face. We go flying down to the, the first floor. Pretty yep. good. You're missing some teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my gold tooth? Where's my gold tooth? What is uh, Joe Pesci going to do? He's going to boil the motor oil? What does he say? He's like, I'm going to... I don't even when remember. When I get you, he's like, I'm going to do this and this. He said a lot of nonsense. And boil the motor oil. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> he he kind of just goes into uh, just uh, gibberish whenever he gets mad. It sounds like what they did was they just told Joe Pesci to say all the curse words. And then they did like a TV edit. Yeah. And they just used that for the film. They just replace like random <laughs> words and phrases into his curse words. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, I mean he was already doing Goodfellas at the time, so they're like, just talk normally. Yeah. And we'll fix it in post. 
We're going to have to have you come in. Do some ADR, say some <laughs> random lines. So this is where uh, Kevin goes and he calls the police, says, uh, my name is Murphy. Gives him the Murphy address, says my home is being broken into right now. Mm-hmm. And he gets uh, Harry uh, to trip on the uh, the tripwire. But uh, Marv catches up to Kevin until, luck of all luck, Buzz's tarantula is just chilling on the steps up to the attic. Yep. <laughs> he puts it on Marv's face. Which uh, screams like a girl. Which Marv freaks out. Tarantula falls onto Harry's chest, and, <laughs> and Marv has a crowbar. He's let Kevin go at this point, and Kevin is ziplining across <laughs> to his treehouse, while Marv is uh, lining up Harry with a crowbar. <laughs> Harry has no idea why. He's on his back. He's like, "What? The, what are you doing? What are you doing?" Uh, Marv telling him not to move. And he just whacks him right in the chest with the crowbar. You're breaking ribs or or the sternum. <laughs> right. Something's breaking with that. Yeah, it's not. Uh, he took a big swing. And then uh, Harry. Uh, there wasn't even a, a spider to cushion the blow. <laughs> the spider gets away. <laughs> yeah. Pretty easily. But uh, Harry gets up pissed and he just starts wearing out Marv with the crowbar. How do you like it? <laughs> You know, I can't remember where it's written. I know you could find it on the internet somewhere. That someone, it was some sort of like a medical pathologist or something like that, um, criminal or forensic pathologist, where they kind of listed all the things that would actually happen if you if they got those injuries. Yeah, and how like what they would break, if they would kill, if it would kill them or not, the chances mm-hmm. of them dying, like all the medical stats, like how realistic, you know what isn't that type of a thing but <laughs> well it's it's basically a a, it's basically a live action cartoon yeah at, the, at this point it's just looney tunes so yeah kevin's over in his treehouse. he's daring harry and marv to come and get him and harry and marv are too smart to run back downstairs through the fun house they're gonna climb across that rope mm-hmm. which is a bad idea because they get about halfway and kevin cuts the the rope nice night for a neck and tree <laughs> They swing into the side of the house. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. Uh, Kevin runs to the Murphy's house, goes through the basement, which is flooded at this point because it was hit by the wet bandits. <laughs> it's their calling card. But uh, Harry and Marv are waiting for him upstairs. Put him on the coat hook. And this is what you mentioned earlier. Harry's <laughs> about to bite some fingers. <laughs> He's about to, uh, Joe biting his finger. <laughs> Why is he biting his fingers off? He's that mad. But uh, what happens next? The shovel slayer <laughs> strikes again. <laughs> Just whacks them both in the back of the head. So good. Uh, Let's it, get you home. Yeah. So the police arrived to Murphy's house. They have no idea that the McAllister's house has even been broken into. Yeah. And uh, I think this is about the part where I have the uh, last of my clips is the last clip of them all, actually. And I think this is the realization I've had now after hearing this clip and talking about it. Peter McAllister, we feel like he's our generation's movie dad because 
He just looks so good by comparison to every other father in the movie. Right. We got Mr. Marley, who basically disowned his son. He disowned him back. And so he's a shitty father. And we have all these polka dads that are terrible, <laughs> terrible fathers. And John Candy as well. So here's that clip. I'm a bad parent. I'm a bad parent. You're not. You know, you're, you're beating yourself up there, you know. Come on, this happens. This thing happens, you know. You, 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 you want to talk about bad parents? Look at look at us. I mean, we're on the road 48, 49 weeks out of the year. We hardly see our families. Uh, you know, Joe over there, gosh, you know, he, he forgets his kids' names half the time. Ziggy over there, he doesn't even, he's never even met his kid. Eddie. Let's just hope none of them write a book about him. Tell me, have you ever gone on vacation and left your child home? No. no. But I did leave one at a funeral parlor once. Yeah, it was, uh, it was terrible, too. You know, I was all distraught and everything, you know, the wife and I. And we left the, the little tyke there in the funeral parlor all day. All day. You know, we went back at night when, you know, when we came to our senses. And there he was. Apparently, he was there alone all day with a corpse. <sighs> He was okay, you know, after six, seven weeks. And I came around, started talking again. Uh, but he's okay. You know, they get over it. Kids are resilient like that. Maybe we shouldn't talk about this. You brought it up. I was just, you know, trying well, to cheer I'm you up. I'm sorry I didn't. <laughs> didn't talk for six or seven weeks. <laughs> it was okay after six or seven weeks. <laughs> Why would you, how would you leave a child at a funeral home? All day. All day. All day. <laughs> when we finally came to our senses. He was there with the corpse. <laughs> There's nobody else there. Yeah. Well, they were distraught. Oh, man. Terrible parents in here. So we get the arrest of Harry and Marv. Police are like, thank you for leaving your calling card. Now we know every house that you've hit in the neighborhood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're the And Marv is admitting to everything. He's saying, we're the wet bandits. You're going to call us the wet bandits. Like, Dude, you're, you you shouldn't admit to anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a bit of a wrap up here. Uh, Kevin, he, he cleans up awfully quickly. Yeah. Everything except Buzz's room. <laughs> <laughs> to which uh, the very last quote in the movie, Kevin, what would you do to my room? That can't be Buzz's voice. I was listening. I was like, that's not fucking Buzz. Isn't it? It does not sound like him at all. I didn't notice that. Eddie Arbor somebody. I didn't notice that. It sounded Kevin, like. Which, I was going to get a clip of it. And I was like, eh. It sounded like Buzz to me. He puts out cookies and carrots for Santa and his reindeer. Mm-hmm. Goes to bed. Wakes up. Family still missing. <laughs> On Christmas. Until. Old mom shows up with yep. uh, with the uh, polka band. <laughs> and they have a... Uh, Feeling like less of a piece of shit, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah, we have a heartwarming moment there with Kevin and his mom reconciling and loving each other, and it's Christmas. And the, and the, <laughs> the rest of the family shows up a minute later. <laughs> right. <laughs> the entire family. <laughs> Uncle Frank's still pissed. You ruined our vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then we get the uh, second heartwarming moment with uh, Mr. Marley reconciling with his family. 
Yeah. Kevin's watching through the window. He's very voyeuristic, that Kevin. He really is. <laughs> and then Dad finds Harry's gold tooth. Yep. What is this? They want to make up for all the money that they lost <laughs> trying to get back home. <laughs> gold is more valuable back then, I think. Is it? <laughs> uh, probably I, not. I don't think so. <laughs> that's that's uh, basically it. Home yeah. Alone. The OG. Did you see a few weeks ago on Twitter when people were trying to say Home Alone 3 was the best Home Alone? Yeah. Uh, I think they were just trolling. I think so, too, because it's not true. <laughs> Although Scarlett Johansson is in Home Alone 3. Okay. You'll have to watch it. <laughs> not. It's like watching uh, The Professional to see Natalie Portman. They're about the same age. Mm. <laughs> Hey, everybody, here's some fun facts. Al Pacino was offered to play Harry or Peter McAllister, but turned down both of the roles uh, because of schedule conflicts. I can kind of see that. Not as the dad, but I see him as, as Harry. I guess he can do Harry. Yeah. Here's a fun fact. Uh, the picture Kevin finds of Buzz's girlfriend was a picture of a boy made up to look like a girl. Because director Chris Columbus thought it would be too cruel to make fun of a girl like that. The boy that was used in the photo was the art director's son. Mm. So it's okay to make fun of a boy. (laughs) How about this? I can confirm that there is indeed uh, five kids in the McAllister clan. Uh, So we got Buzz, Megan, Lenny, and Jeff. The actors who played them were all born in 1977. So if they are meant to all be the same age in the movie, which unlikely but possible, they would be quadruplets, could explain why Kevin always seems like to be the odd one out. Okay. But I don't know, it doesn't seem very likely, likely to me, but interesting that all those actors are all the same age. So either way, uh, Catherine O'Hara must have been busy for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> those kids are very close in age. Uh, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern felt indifferent about the movie's potential during shooting, so they intentionally gave over-the-top performances, neither one of them believing the film would be a massive success. Mm. And that's probably why it was uh, even better. Yeah. Although, Joe Pesci giving an over-the-top performance, I don't know how you could uh, tell the difference. Mm. Here's a fun fact. Okay, on IMDb, they have that, uh, they have all that medical information. Like permanent physical damage. It's a, from Dr. Ryan St. Clair of the Wheel Cornell Medical College. Diagnosed each of the injuries in the film. I'm not going to read them all, but I think there's a they're video. very detailed. Yeah, I think there's a video on YouTube about that too. I have not watched it, but I've come across it. Uh, the movie that Kevin watches on videotape is not a real film, but footage specially created. Uh, it's called Angels with Filthy Souls along with other similar area era references in the movie. This is a play upon the movie Angels with Dirty Faces, starring James Cagney. Yeah. Here's another fun fact. So during rehearsal of the scene where Harry attempts to bite off Kevin's finger, Joe Pesci actually bit Macaulay Culkin, leaving a small scar. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin's stunt double was a very short 30-year-old man. Very short. <laughs> John Candy's role as a poker player is a reference to a skit he did for SCTV called the Schmeng, I probably pronounced it wrong, the Schmenging Brothers, Schmenge, featuring him and Eugene Levy as poker playing brothers. 
Yash and Stan Smenge. Catherine O'Hara co-starred with them in the mockumentary film The Last Polka from 1985. I don't think I've heard of that one. Sounds like a Christopher Guest without Christopher Guest. I have not seen. Wasn't Spinal Tap 85? I think it was earlier than that. 84 maybe? John Hughes was worried that mothers would never believe a family could forget one of their kids. Chris Columbus recalled, John really filled in every possible logic hole and the audience always bought it. John Williams stepped in when the original composer backed out. The filmmakers never thought they could get Williams, but he saw an early cut of the movie and was enchanted. DJX. Here's another fun fact. Daniel Stern wore rubber feet for his barefoot scenes much like Bruce Willis in Die Hard. I was just going to say Bruce Willis in Die Hard. I was re-listening to our Die Hard episode earlier today, and that was one of the fun facts you might have given out. I can't remember. Probably. Bruce Willis wore rubber feet. Probably just read it. Here's a fun fact. So they taped the pages of the Playboy magazines together so that Macaulay Culkin wouldn't see any nudity. <laughs> then he went home and did some blow. <laughs> maybe probably old man marley played by roberts blossom is uh, rumored to be a serial killer blossom's most notable role prior to this film was the lead role in deranged colon confessions of a necrophile as a fictionalized version of serial killer ed gain hmm. maybe why it's, he looks creepy isn't it ed gain no no what i said He's a, like, gain. Oh. Gain. Ed Gein. Tomato, tomato, but, yeah, I do believe gain is the correct pronunciation. It was OK Plumbing that was written on the van. Okay. It was an O-H hyphen K-A-Y. Oh, yeah? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> it also has a slogan. On that van, this is uh, your flood control experts. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Any others? Oh, we kind of got through a bunch of them. I mean, there's so many. I think the yeah, the entire uh, McAllister house was um, housed in a in a school gymnasium. They'd film all those scenes inside. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Heard that somewhere. I think that's enough. Fun facts. All right. Well, you can reach out to us. You can follow us on Twitter at watchthis underscore movie or bread at positivelywolf1. You can email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com. And please rate and review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other podcast apps. And it'd be great if you could help out the show uh, by buying some of our great merch. Where yeah. can they get that, Brett? You can head over to teespring.com slash stores slash WTM Watch This Movie. That link is also in the Twitter bio of both of our Twitter accounts. So head on over there, check out our, our merchandise available, and uh, consider buying some and helping out the show. Yeah. Other than that, we will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right.
right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking check about? Check you later. Check you later. <laughs> hey, man, you lost my case.